Good morning. Welcome to Morning Prayers. Please stand as you are able for the Psalter for the morning found at number 46 in your Black Appleton Psalter book. We shall read responsibly. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in asunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge.
Good morning. I was a seminarian here last year, and it is so wonderful to be back. So I greatly thank Patrick and Lucy for having me. And as many of you know, I'm originally from New Mexico, and my thoughts today share a few reflections from that wonderful place that I care so much about. Near Abiquiu in New Mexico, winding up a canyon called Gallina is a small Benedictine monastery called Christ in the Desert. Once you park in the dusty parking lot about a quarter mile from the monastery, there are two routes to get up there. The first is taking a wide but washboard dirt road. The second is a winding gravel path through the fragrant sagebrush and desert willows with the Stations of the Cross. I usually take the latter, especially in the cool evening when I can wander from station to station without the harsh rays of the sun and listen to the red-winged blackbird singing its final song of the day. I try to stop at all of the 14 stations. One of my favorites is the 12th because the cross at that station is stamped out of a large piece of wood. Through the cross, you can see the tall sandstone walls of the canyon and juniper trees farther in the distance. Below the cross is written, Pater, in manus tuas commendo spiritum meum. Father, in your hands I commend my spirit. I'll admit that I sit at the station because of the beautiful scenery that surrounds me, more so than to contemplate this statement. One reason that I have struggled reflecting on it is because these seem to be the most obvious words Jesus could have said as he was dying. And if we believe in the Trinitarian identity of Jesus, they may seem even less remarkable. God was commending himself to himself in the form of a son giving up his spirit to the Father. What is there to fear? What is there to be uncertain of in this return to the Godhead? But this understanding of Luke, which these words come from, does not take into account the humanity of Jesus. In my Roman Catholic tradition, we believe that Jesus was fully human and fully divine. And it is in Jesus speaking as a human these last words that makes them truly profound. Although Jesus knew that he was going to die, he was not without doubt and not without fear. The night before his crucifixion, he prayed on the Mount of Olives saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Later, while he was hanging nailed to the cross, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What is remarkable is that despite the feeling of abandonment, despite the fear of death, Jesus still commended himself to God. But to do this, he had to entrust himself to the utter darkness of the tomb. He was fully human and then fully dead. And here lies the great challenge, that we too commend our spirits to God. This is not a simple act of faith. It means confronting our dependency on the things of this world, especially during times of trial. I am currently a chaplain at the Brigham and Women's Hospital, working with those who are facing the darkest hours of their life. They, and myself, 
We rely on technology, modern medicine, our institutions, our family, and our friends to support us in our darkest times. But unfortunately, because these things are finite, they will someday fail us. Someday there may be no medical procedure that can save our fading bodies, no loving voice to offer us words of assurance in a time of anxiety. Jesus was alone on the cross. His companions stood away in the distance, and his father did not answer his final lament. Thomas Merton writes in the, his book on solitude that such a dependency keeps us double-minded, hesitating between the world and God. He states, in this hesitation, there is no true faith. Faith remains only an option. We are never certain because we never quite give in to the authority of an invisible God. We never let go of those visible supports, which we well know must one day surely fail us. Merton believes that such hesitation makes true communion and true prayer impossible because it never quite dares to ask for anything of God. Or if it asks, it is so uncertain of being heard that in the very act of asking, it secretly seeks by human prudence to construct a makeshift answer. And so if we are Christian, this is our greatest challenge. It is to let go of the visible supports in our lives and to commend ourselves to something invisible and unknowable. God will not save us from pain or from death, just as he did not save his own son. But God will give us strength to rise from the darkness of our tombs to a new life on Sunday morning. Please join in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you're able for the hymn of the morning. Number eight, let us with a gladsome mind.
may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may continue to abound in hope.